Greetings Earthlings, today I'm back with a review of another USB and XLR dynamic microphone. That microphone being the Mayono AU-HD300T. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost around $65. Like always, I'll throw some links down below. And for the majority of this review, I will have the microphone connected directly to my Mac. My gain is set at 100%. I'm recording at 16-bit 48 kilohertz, and I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. What a shocker, you are going to get the microphone. You'll get this shock mount system that also allows you to attach the provided pop filter or windscreen to it. That shock mount does have a 3 8 to 5 8 inch microphone stand adapter. You'll get a desktop microphone stand, an approximately 2 meter USB-C to USB-A cable, approximately a 3 meter XLR to XLR cable, and a little bit of documentation. Next, as far as the build quality, I really don't have any complaints about this thing. It does have an all-metal body. It also has a metal grill. There's no give to it. On the side, you have an on-off switch. The indicator light is cleverly hidden when you switch the microphone off. Beneath those, you have a plus and minus button, which have a lot of tactile click to them. This will adjust the computer playback volume either up or down. As we move around the microphone, there is nothing else on the sides, but when we look at the rear of the microphone, you will find a 3.5mm headphone jack, which does offer zero latency monitoring and computer playback, and you are not able to turn off or adjust the level of your zero latency monitoring. You'll of course find the USB-C plug so you can connect this to your computer. You'll find an XLR port. And if it at all matters to you, this microphone is made in China. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has a cardioid polar pattern. However, it looks a bit more like a hypercardioid pattern. It has a frequency response of 40 hertz to 17 kilohertz. The sensitivity is not provided, so we have no idea what it is. It has a bit depth of 16 bit and a sample rate of up to 48 kilohertz. Now I am moving around the Mayona to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. We'll continue around to 180 degrees. Here's what it sounds like from the rear. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle and then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. Now let's see how well the provided pop filter works. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing. About three inches off of the mic with it pointed at the corner of my mouth and here is how it sounds. About one foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for all you gaming folk out there, I am typing on the sad W keys. Game on, gamers. Here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room. 
And now to see how well the provided shock mount works, I'll go ahead and tap on my desk to see how much of that it rejects. And I'll tap on the boom arm. Next, because I'm really annoying, I'm going to go ahead and tap on the body to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Next, in case you're curious about this, I will go ahead and turn on and off the microphone so you can hear what kind of noise that generates. And what the heck, because I can, I'll go ahead and press the button so you can hear what kind of noise is generated by that as well. Next, because the microphone at least looks like it's trying to be a handheld mic, I'll go ahead and pass it back and forth so you can hear what kind of handling noise this microphone picks up. Now, even though this is not the proper microphone technique, I have cupped the entire grill of the microphone, and here is how it sounds. It does not sound very good. Not the worst, but definitely not good. Here is how it sounds when the grill is not cupped. Much more open, much more natural, and let's cup it again. You can hear it just sounds closed off and really gets nasally. I hate how that sounds. Now I'm going to go ahead and throw this microphone in my box of doom, and we can see how noisy the internal preamps really are. Next, I want to do a quick test to see if there is a difference between the XLR and the USB output. I'll record both of them simultaneously. The gain settings and everything for the USB have not changed for this entire video. The XLR output is running over the provided cable into the focus right, which is recording at 24-bit 48 kilohertz. Does not go down to 16-bit. Gain set at 9 o'clock. And there you go. Those are the settings. I will just keep talking and we will switch back and forth between them. I should note, you can use both of the outputs simultaneously, which is exactly what I'm doing right now, just in case you are wondering. And that should be enough talking for this test. I should have been able to go back and forth a couple of times so you can hear if there are any kind of tonal differences. And there you go. Just a quick down and dirty test so you can hear it. And let's do some more testing now. And next, like always, we're going to do a quick comparison between the microphone we're reviewing and its direct competitors, which is mainly going to be or only going to be other XLR and USB dynamic microphones. So let's go ahead and do that right now. We'll start on the microphone that I'm reviewing. This is the Mayono. I am three inches off of this thing. My gain is at 100%. I am recording 16-bit 48 kilohertz. Check the lower third to see how much I boost each of these in post, and let's jump to the first mic. 
Now we are on the classic Samson Q2U. This is another XLR USB dynamic microphone recording 16-bit 48 kilohertz. My gain is set at 50%. And here is how this sounds. This is $5 more expensive than the Mayono. How does it sound in comparison? Quite a bit more gain, 50% versus 100%. And we're hitting around the same level, three inches off. Let's jump back and do another comparison. Back again on the Mayono so you can hear this before we jump to the next microphone, which we are going to do right now. Next, I am on the Audio-Technica ATR2100-USB. This is an $80 USB XLR microphone. I am about three inches off of this thing. My gain is set at maybe 15%. It's very hot for some reason, but there you go, Audio-Technica. This goes for $80 as opposed to the 65. And I don't know if this is really available anymore since they have replaced it with the ATR2100X, which we will compare in a second. But let's do the Mayono and hear that. Back for a third time on the Mayono, here is how it sounds. Nothing has changed. Everything remains exactly as it has always been. Well, not as it has always been, but you get the point. Let's jump to the next microphone. Next, we are on the Audio-Technica ATR2100X-USB. This costs $100, and this is the updated version to the 2100-USB. Has a USB-C output, hotter headphone output, and $100, if I did not mention that. Gain is set at 60%. I am recording 16-bit 48 kilohertz. Even though this does do 24 up to 192 kilohertz, I want it consistent across the comparisons. And there you go. ATR2100X-USB. Let's jump back and do another and do another comparison. Alright, we're back on the Mayono again for a fourth time. Here is how it is sounding. Get a good feel for the tonal qualities of this microphone. And let's do another comparison. Next, I am on the Samson Q9U. This is another XLR USB dynamic microphone. This costs $200. I am recording 16-bit 48 kilohertz. Same story as the ATR2100X. Can record a higher resolution, but I am limiting it to 1648 so that it's more comparable to the Mayono. And my gain is set at 50%. I do have the mid-boost on this engaged. And here is how it sounds. $200 versus $65 for the Mayono. There you go. Let's jump back and do another comparison. Here we go back on the Mayono again in case you aren't getting enough of it. Here is how it sounds. Check the lower third for the boostings of all of these mics. And let's jump to the next one. Next, I am on the Shure MV7. This costs around $250. Again, 16-bit 48 kilohertz. In the Shure Plus Motive app, my gain is set at 30 dB. I do not have any processing engaged. And here is how this sounds three inches off of the end of this thing. There you go. Shure Motive MV7 versus the Mayono AUHD300T. Okay. Jump back to the Mayono, and let's do one more comparison. 
And in case you were worried that I wasn't going to continue this run that I've been doing, you were wrong. Here we are on the Mayono again, and do you know what the next microphone is going to be? A microphone that the Mayono ought not be compared to, yet here we are. In the seventh circle of hell. This is my hell. Welcome. Nice and toasty and warm here. And lastly, we are on the Neumann U87AI. This is a multi-pattern condenser microphone. It is XLR. I am on the cardioid mode. I am running this over the Mayono XLR cable. And now I'm very concerned. What if this cable gets stuck in this mic? This is a terrible idea. I'm running this into the Focusrite 18i20, gain it around 11 o'clock, 24-bit, 48 kilohertz, and there you go. Not a very useful comparison, that's why I didn't bother changing the bit depth and all that for the Focusrite, but I'm going to keep this bit going as long as I can. Even though it's not funny, I don't think it's very useful, but I'm going to keep doing it. Deal with it. Now let me know which of these microphones was your favorite in the comments down below. Was it the, the Q2U? ATR2100, ATR2100X, Q9U, or Sure MV7, or the Mayono? Let me know in the comments down below. Then as far as latency, with the sample rate at 48 kilohertz and an I.O. buffer size of 64 samples, we have a round-trip latency of 8.5 milliseconds, or a 4 millisecond output latency. Jumping up to 128 samples, we have 11 milliseconds round-trip, or 5.2 milliseconds output. And when we jump up to 256 samples, we have a 16.5 millisecond round-trip latency or an 8 millisecond output. Why do I always wear a watch cap while I film? Cause it's cold as hell down in Antarctica And that is where I live I know everybody keeps asking Why do you always wear a sweater and a beanie when it's summertime? Cause I live in frozen deserts Antarctica That's why I do it <laughs> And before you ask the next question, I'll answer it. Yes, Amazon ships to Antarctica. Don't bother Googling it. It's totally true. All right. All I can really say is I'm pretty impressed by this thing. And first up in terms of pros, for the price, I think the sound that you're getting is pretty dang good. Also, with that price tag, you're getting a bunch of accessories, all that seem pretty usable. And the shock mount and the pop filter were pretty dang effective. But then as far as cons, when you're using the microphone in USB mode, the output is incredibly quiet, so just keep that in mind. You will either need to boost a recording in post, or you'll need to have something like Voice Meter Banana if you're doing a live stream or if you are talking in Discord to boost that signal up. 
Also, the buttons and switch on the microphone are quite loud, so if you plan on using those, maybe use them while you're not recording or streaming because it will make it into the recording. I also found the handling noise on this to be a bit subpar, although even though it does look like a handheld microphone, I don't think many people will be using it as that. And also, I do think in 2021, the converters should be at least 24-bit, but to be honest, I don't think the majority of people will notice or even care. Then as far as my overall thoughts and opinions on this microphone, on the electric guitar, I definitely don't hate it. The lows are a bit too fat and heavy, and they do get a little bit muddy, but like I always say, typically you'll throw on a high-pass filter, and that will clear it right up. But then the other thing that really sticks out to me is the top end, it is not a smooth top end, it is not a pleasing top end, but by no stretch of the imagination is it the most piercing and unpleasant top end. And because of that, I wasn't the biggest fan of it on the electric guitar, although I am being very critical and nitpicky. If you got this for 50, 60 bucks and you want to mic up an electric guitar, I think it is a usable sound. Then on the acoustic guitar, I was quite surprised by this thing because I did not hear that typical dead and dull sound that I usually hear from dynamic microphones. So as far as the top end on the acoustic guitar, I enjoyed it more than the majority of dynamic microphones that I use. But then when we listen to the lows and low mids, it does get a little bit uncontrolled and a bit muddy and a bit unclear, especially when I started to dig into the strings a little bit more. So if I was choosing to mic up an acoustic guitar, I would still probably go the condenser route, but if this is what I had, I would be pretty happy to use this. I would do a little bit of manipulation in post, but probably get a pretty workable sound. Next up for singing, I wasn't too keen on it for that application. The top end came across a bit too unsmooth, maybe a bit staticky sounding, and the low mids were a bit muddy, a bit unclear. All around, just the general sound for singing came across a bit too artificial for my liking, so I probably wouldn't be reaching for this for that application. And lastly, for spoken word, I was surprised with how much I enjoyed this, considering you're getting quite a V-shaped sound from it, meaning you have this very robust low mids and lows, and you have this boost in the treble and air, and because of that, it makes the mid sound relatively recessed, but the overall sound of it is quite different from the competition. The Q2U is more sibilant, more detailed, more articulate, and more airy. This less so, and then when you compare it to the ATR2100s, much less nasally sounding. And this, when you go back and forth, you just have this attack of low mids and bass if that's what you're looking for. So a very different sound and I found myself enjoying it even though it is quite different. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Mayono AUHD300T? Like I say all the time, both yes and no. Let's start with the no. This microphone definitely does have a lot of shortcomings. The main one that stands out to me is the preamp in this thing. When you plug this into your computer and set the gain at 100%, you're still not getting the healthiest level. So if you are a very quiet talker, if you plan on miking yourself up really far away from the microphone, or you are miking up quiet sound sources, 
I don't think this microphone is going to cut it because the inbuilt preamp a bit too weak. Also, I like that the zero latency monitoring is quite prominent, but I know a lot of people dislike having zero latency monitoring or having zero latency monitoring too loud. So I think having a way to mute the zero latency monitoring or adjust the level of the monitoring is important. And right now this microphone does not have that. So if you don't like monitoring yourself, not gonna cut it for you either. And the last thing I'll say is for music, I just don't think this is a standout microphone. It's tolerable if you've bought it for other applications, mainly spoken word, and you want to use it for music. But if you're buying it exclusively for music, I don't think it cuts the mustard or cuts the cake or whatever the sayings are. <laughs> I think there are better options out there, so I would skip it if that's why you're buying it. But then we get to who I would recommend this for, and that would be anybody who's looking for an affordable plug-and-play XLR and USB dynamic microphone for spoken word who also enjoy V-shapes to their microphones. <laughs> Did I add enough discriminators to make that so specific that only one person <laughs> fits, fits the criteria? But that is who I really would recommend it for. I do also want to add a reminder that this does have very quiet inbuilt preamps, so you will need to either boost your recordings in post, or you'll need some kind of software like VoiceMeter Banana to bring up the signal before you send it to a stream or before you send it to Discord. All right, I think that's gonna wrap up for today, but if you want a higher quality version of the audio for this review, I will have a link in the description, and like I always do, I throw it on podcastage.com. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, give me a big old thumbs down. If you want to hang out in the Discord server, hey, Discord partner, what a hoodie, go to podcastage.com slash Discord, and if you want to support the channel and become one of these amazing people over here you can do so by clicking that join button or going to patreon.com slash podcastage and joining at the five dollar tier or higher it really does help me continue to bring you these videos so until next time thank you all so much for watching thank you so much for listening i will talk to you next week Bye bye